2: I can't tell, Perloff, if Jerry Jones is trying to throw shade at your Eagles or if he's really being serious. Hey, welcome to the show, Maggie Gray, Andrew Perloff, the new morning show right here on CBS Sports Radio.
3: I usually tolerate Jerry Jones, Cowboys owner. I find him entertaining. I think it's great that he's so accessible, that he says so many things. But he's crossed the line, Maggie.
2: Uh Oh, now (laughs) Jerry's gotten on your bad side. This is too far. Look out, Jerry. You don't want to make an enemy of Perloff. That's the last place you want to be. Uh, Jerry Jones, obviously, there's a massive game coming up this weekend. You've got the Cowboys. You've got the San Francisco 49ers, teams that have met in the playoffs the last two seasons. And Jerry had some, some interesting words about that. He believes that the NFC runs through San Francisco. Pete, can we hear a little of Jerry Jones? Uh, how about cut 10, please?
1: They are right now uh, probably the uh, most likely team to uh, go in the Super Bowl. and uh, But in order for them to get there, they've got to go by us, uh, hopefully two times, uh, if that's the way it falls in the playoffs. And we're in the playoffs, of course. But the bottom line is that uh, uh, you, you're playing the best. Uh, this is a... Uh, uh, certainly, uh, you don't need the game to tell you that you're playing the best, but you need the game to uh, show you uh, how you stack up against the best.
0: Okay.
2: What? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, well, okay. So, Jerry's saying that the 49ers are the best, but I know you would feel some type of way about this because your Philadelphia Eagles are also, like the Niners, 4-0.
3: As I recall, the Eagles beat the 49ers handily in the NFC title game. Uh,
2: Okay, asterisks. What asterisk? Quarterbacks got hurt.
3: They got hurt because the Eagles hurt them. (laughs) And I don't know why that would be any different if they played again. Also, the Eagles are 4-0. What is all the sky is falling for the Philadelphia Eagles? They're 4-0. The Niners are 4-0. And also, listen, I understand that Jerry Jones understands playoff football because he has a great seat on his couch to watch it, <laughs> uh, especially the conference title games, which he hasn't been to since the 90s. I don't want to hear this. It feels like total disrespect to a divisional foe. He has to play twice. What's Jerry doing?
2: Okay, but just answer honestly. Yeah. Who is playing better right now? The Eagles or the 49ers? I'll answer it for you. It's the 49ers. They so far looked way more complete, intact. They've taken their game to the next level. It almost feels like even Brock Purdy is kind of, who put it this way? Went from a singles hitter to a doubles hitter. Maybe a a San Francisco writer put it that way. It's like he, it makes them dangerous. I don't think he belongs in the MVP conversation. I thought that was a little bit far, but right now the 49ers are playing.
3: And what's, what's the signature win here that we got? Uh, So they beat the Steelers in week one. They beat them 30 to seven. It was interesting at the time that they slowed down the Steelers' offense. It turns out the Steelers have the worst offensive <laughs> league. They Didn't beat know the, that at the time. They edged the Rams, and they beat the Giants and the Arizona Cardinals. You have no idea who this Niners And they look, they look dominant. Who cares? They beat the Giants. Who has not looked dominant against the New York Giants? The Seahawks did. The Cowboys obviously did. The Philadelphia Eagles are fine. It's not like they've been in real danger of losing a game. 4-0 is 4-0, Maggie. It's not moral victory time. The Eagles are fine. And the other thing, too, San Francisco, they better get home field. Because if they have to come to the link again, forget it. They have no chance to get out of the NFC.
2: Well, uh, I don't know about no chance. Um, okay. that,
3: was, that was a little fandom speaking there. <laughs> yeah.
2: But I do think Easy, people, are,
3: people are discounting the Eagles. Listen, Jalen Hurts has decided I'm not going to run into the playoffs. That's his choice. The other thing, too, is they have all these guys who are proven winners in the playoffs. The Cowboys have none of those guys. They still have Kelsey and, and Lane Johnson and Jalen Hurts. I think discounting the Eagles is dangerous. It's an overreaction to the first four weeks of the season.
2: 855 212 cbs 855-212-4227. Okay, so that was Jerry, maybe intentionally or unintentionally. Yeah, yeah. Jerry's
3: trolling me. <laughs>
2: <laughs> yeah, just wants to get under your skin. He's like, did they start a morning show, and can I get Pearl off upset before 6 o'clock in the morning Eastern? Uh, <laughs> so... That's not the only thing going on with the Cowboys, yes. Well,
3: by the way, you're getting me upset, too. You clearly think the NFC goes through the Niners.
2: Right now, I think it does. I'm sorry. <sighs>
3: How can you betray me? I'm all about your <laughs> Buffalo Bills.
2: Sort of. You bring up 13 seconds in the Music City Miracle every chance you get. But yeah, sure. Now, you, uh, now you're now you on the Bills.
3: Yeah, I gave an interview about our show yesterday. And I said one thing that I'm noticing is now that we're in the morning, we root against each other's teams even harder. <laughs> because seeing somebody come in in the morning, all smiles, is your team one like me this morning with the Philadelphia Phillies, it's a obnoxious <laughs> sight. Like you don't want a winner at 6 a.m. Eastern. <laughs>
2: Yeah, it's just like, uh, it, it's an unbalanced vibe when one person is super happy and the other's like, Ugh.
3: Yeah, Monday morning after the Bills blew out the Dolphins, you were unbearable. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry.
2: Just wait. It's only October. <laughs> uh, more on the Cowboys. So, Cowboys, 49ers, massive. This is Sunday night football this week. Didn't think that it, this would be the secret weapon. But according to Brian Schottenheimer, the offensive coordinator for the Dallas Cowboys they have the they have the secret weapon Trey Lance Brian Schottenheimer oh, said God. that they are mining Trey Lance for all of the secrets mm-hmm. that the 49ers have and this is going to be the key i don't know if this is why they actually traded a third round pick for Trey Lance third rounder right now fourth
3: uh, I, thought I thought it was a fourth fourth
2: rounder details we'll check that can Trey Lance be the secret weapon, the one thing that the Dallas Cowboys have been missing in these last two big matchups with the 49ers? They just need a this, little intel.
3: This happens all the time. It was a fourth-round pick. This happens all the time. A team picks up the cut quarterback, like a Trevor Simeon or Trey Lance. You don't think that Kyle Shanahan's going to change the plays? You think he's going to he's going give him the same hand signals so Lance can just sit there and say what play is coming? No way. Shanahan knows that Trey Lance was there. This is never a problem.
2: So I think that this is a little delusional from the Cowboys also. If oh, you yeah. are really counting on Trey Lance, who by the way, like yes, he is was part of the 49ers and you know, a high draft pick and everything, but he's been hurt and kind of away from the team. Well, he thought. was there. He was I'm there also. Sure he's all there, cared. but yeah, is he is he really gonna be able to provide the secret sauce and and be able to decode the 49ers for the Cowboys? I think it's pretty straight up. The 49ers get more physical with the Cowboys. Mm. They're able to stifle Dak Prescott, and that's what they've been able to do confuse Prescott. And get into a physical matchup. It's not brain surgery. I don't think you need Trey Lance to come in and be like, uh, "Here's the cheat code <laughs> on how you can finally beat us."
3: The thing about the Niners' offense, too, they have so many different weapons. They can hit you with McCaffrey, with Kittle, with Debo. So they have different options. It's not like the Cowboys. I think are more of a one trick pony. Like I think the Niners understand the Cowboys, even with Trey Lance. The Cowboys don't understand what's coming from the
4: Niners.
2: That's true. Eight five five two one two four CBS. EJ, you look like you want to say something.
4: No, I mean, I just, I think with this Niners, Cowboys, Eagles whole triangle—I yeah. don't know, a love triangle, maybe a hate triangle—the Bermuda Triangle right between these teams. I, I just feel like it's, it's kind of crazy that the Eagles were so dominant last season, and the Cowboys have a team that's in their division that they have not usurped. By the way, they have not found a way to win uh, this division. At least they didn't last season. That they're jumping ahead to a different team. It almost feels like they're not really focusing on the now and what's right. in front of them, which is trying them to win a division. Pre-GJ, I am so with you. Uh, the Eagles did lose to them with Gardner Minshew,
3: but they've owned the Cowboys. I am not scared of the Cowboys at all. I am scared of the Niners. The Cowboys is all hype this season so far because the same old Cowboys. They've been 12-5 and 5 two years in a row. We know what happens in the postseason. Who's your Super Bowl pick again?
2: So full disclosure for the new <laughs> audience, I did pick the Cowboys to win the Super Bowl this year. I have them playing the Jacksonville Jaguars in the Super Bowl. Uh, I couldn't put my bills in there. I didn't want to be too much of a homer and a mush, and I was a little concerned about some things. Uh, I'm no longer concerned about those things. The bills look awesome. But I did think the Cowboys were going to take a significant step Um I thought the offense with Mike McCarthy was going to be a little bit more balanced. They have been. They've been very good. But you're right. It's all going to come down to the postseason. But I have a little uh, personally at stake here with the Dallas Cowboys.
3: Yeah, I think this game is going to be a consensus because it's in San Francisco. If San Francisco just boat racism, then... Everyone, everyone's going to look at Dallas differently. They might be 12 and five, but they have to prove that they're in, in the same category as the Niners and the Eagles. So I'm dismissing Jerry, but I will acknowledge the Niners are going to be a tough team. It's got to be in Philly. I was at that game last year. Yeah, it's, a, it's a different atmosphere altogether. If the Eagles, the Eagles probably are not as talented as the Niners. But something happens. I think the officials are scared of the crowd. and <laughs> I don't know <laughs> what <afraid> happens. <laughs> Someone's going
2: to throw a battery at their head?
3: Yeah, I, I think the the only thing stopping the Niners is the Eagles. Jerry was right. They are obviously our a Super Bowl threat. They have look dominant. But I do think that discounting the Eagles because of a slow start is a huge mistake. The Eagles are 4-0. That's all that matters. They have a way tougher schedule coming up. They have a lot of tricks that they haven't used yet. I mean, Jalen Hurts hasn't run the ball yet. I feel like that offensive line, if it stays healthy, they always have a high winning percentage. And the defense, they're adjusting to two new coordinators. It takes time. They're going to be fine.
2: I think a poll question today, EJ, could be, who does the NFC run through? Does it run through the 49ers? Does it run through the Cowboys? Does it run through the Eagles? I think Mm. the Cowboys deserve to be on that. Okay. Let's do all three.
3: I mean, is yeah. this, we could get some hate. flying ha- in the face of the from, Detroit Lions. <laughs> yeah, I was going to say Detroit might not be happy about that. <laughs> a
2: lot of fans who are uh, people are fans of the Seahawks coming off a big win on Monday yeah, night. I don't know. They
4: look good too? That's my Super Bowl pick. Seahawks? Seahawks coming out of the NFC. Yeah.
2: Who do you have in the AFC?
4: Uh, AFC I had, the, <laughs> I had the Bengals. So ah. Bengals winning it all. Seahawks, Bengals? That doesn't feel like a Super Bowl matchup. I mean, those teams have been in the Super Bowl not that long from now. Like, yeah, see, yeah, Bengals true. a couple years ago. See, I was a teenager, but it was it happened. Oh, no. I wasn't a teenager. I was in college when they beat the – when they in the year. Yeah, that's so funny. they beat Denver. I kind of forget. Everybody forgets that Super Bowl because they swatched the Broncos that year.
2: I think I sat next to you at that Super Bowl.
4: Yes,
3: in the Meadowlands.
2: In the Meadowlands. Yeah, yep. that,
3: that was not a fun game.
2: It's so funny, EJ's like I was in college in that Super Bowl. It's like I was uh, a working professional. <laughs> I was. Uh, <laughs> I was definitely post college. Uh, uh,
5: year one of CBS Sports Radio. Really? Second, yeah, well, second year of it, but the first full year that was in that Super
2: Bowl. And was. Pete's been here the whole time. Pete, who yeah. was your Super Bowl pick? You got one? I, I like
5: the 49ers, but I, I mean, I mean, I had to say about the Eagles uh, last week. This counting last week. Yeah. Um, they're sh- strong and, and they're my early picks. So my early pick was the Eagles. So I'm gonna go Eagles. Okay. And I'm gonna go Bills.
2: How dare you?
3: Sounds like you just made that up on the spot. And it sounds like you also, too, you're trying to get on the good side of the two hosts yeah, Eagles, here. Eagles, Bills. Eagles, Bills. Bilotti, come Dude, on. Well, we I, see through I, that.
5: I, I want a verbal brawl between you two. I, mean, I was going to say. It brings, the, uh, brings the, uh, the attention.
2: You guys think that would be good for the show, to have both of our teams playing against each other in the Super Bowl? And it might be. But the fallout from that, especially if it's controversial, like what happened at the end of the Eagles-Chiefs uh, you know, with a defensive yeah. holding call or something like that. That'll be good, too. It will tear the show from limb from limb. Like, we'll have to do it in separate studios.
3: Yeah, I mean, unless there's realignment and they can play in the AFC playoffs, there's no <laughs> way it's going to be a Bills-Eagles Super Bowl because <laughs> the Bills will <laughs> always find the banana field.
2: All right, here we go. Uh, let's hit the phones early. Jose is in Boise. Good morning, Jose.
4: Good morning. I um, was waking up, and I was like, I got to listen to them i have listened to you for the last two days and i just want to welcome welcome you into the to you to the new morning slot well thank you um i think you guys do a really good job i i love all the content that you guys offer and everything so who do you like better
2: me or Prolof?
4: i i am (laughs) definitely going to be listening to you every morning so
2: thank you jose appreciate that you're the best for checking in he didn't want to answer my question (laughs)
3: <laughs> yeah, I thought he was going to say Usually people <laughs> say you A lot of people call into the show and say I never agree with Perloff except this one time Yes,
2: It, it forces people <laughs> right? to the phones like, Usually yeah. I'm with Maggie on this But I had to, or they always apologize Like, Maggie, I'm always with you, but you're way off on this Yeah,
3: one. there seems to be a pattern there But it, there's so many calls I'm like, well, a lot of people are agreeing with me But they say they never usually agree with me <laughs>
2: Yes, it's like a holiday when they do So they have to call in and be known Make it known Uh, okay. Cowboys. We got the poll up. Who does the NFC run through? Massive game. I mean, I know it's Wednesday, but it's never too early to look ahead to Cowboys 49ers. One of the games of the weekend, probably the game of the weekend.
3: Oh, absolutely. Uh, who do your bills got this weekend?
2: They're in London to play the Jags.
3: Oh, that's your Super Bowl team and your favorite team.
2: I know. And also massively unfair. The Jags have been in London for a week. They're basically British at this point. (laughs) The Bills have to come over and get acclimated to the body clock. I I don't like it because the NFL (laughs) is unfair. 855-212-4CBS. So much to do, including Andrew Bogish now in studio with us. He's got the latest on everything from the baseball playoffs last night. And we will talk more about the biggest story in the NFL concerning one of the most storied franchises in the NFL. We'll do that. Don't move. It's Maggie and Perloff just getting started here on this Wednesday, CBS Sports Radio.
3: Welcome back to the Maggie and Perloff show. little tired. Maggie B's always up watching my Philadelphia Phillies in the playoffs. I knew with it. With a victory, ring the bell. Yeah, baby.
2: <laughs> what
5: superstars.
2: Yeah, that's the team. I, I can't even mess around. Your team looks really strong. I just have to hope. If you do get past uh, the Marlins, which it looks like you're going to, you're going to face the Braves next, so you're probably going to be going home.
3: Oh, I don't know about that. There was a moment last night on ESPN where they were discussing the Mount Rushmore of great Phillies of all time, and then they transitioned into how the 93 team was the coolest team ever. Those are my two favorite topics. I,
2: <laughs> I'm sick I, to my stomach here. I guys, want intermeded.
3: this postseason to last forever. Uh, yeah, it's exciting. Okay. How the Mets. Oh, right. Yeah, I know. It, Thank yeah. you. I really
5: want to. I'm with you, Andrew. I want this postseason to just, I'm savoring the moments, especially in that NL East bracket. <laughs> I just, I love it. I yeah. love it.
2: Yeah. Dripping with sarcasm, Pete, as we are <laughs> okay. um, very like, burned Mets fans. But here's one thing about baseball and Andrew Bogus is here and I'm sure he's got some more headlines for us on what happened last night, but can I just stand up for the Rays fans? No, one's going to do it today. So allow That's me, because there are
3: none. What, what <laughs> Rays fans are you standing up for? I
2: know there's more Rays fans at uh, Yankees spring training, I think, than at an actual Rays game. But here, can I please stand up for them and for the fact that only 19,000 people showed up to the game? Okay. Yes. First of all, you know, people can't just drop everything to go to a baseball game on a Tuesday at 3 o'clock in the afternoon. Why not? The yeah. stadium stinks. I know the team's good, and they're good despite some major injuries. to their pitching staff. Whatever. That's not the point. The point is we got to give fans a little bit of a break here. Sometimes you can't just, you know, uproot your life to go sit at a baseball game at 3 o'clock in the afternoon. We've got, you know, uh, responsibilities.
3: Well, how come this is the lowest attended playoff game since 1919? So (laughs) over the last 100 years, fans of other teams have found a way to get to the game. Everybody else gets to the game. Every other stadium is packed. And this argument that they shouldn't have afternoon playoff baseball, like that.
2: No, it's not that they ridiculous. shouldn't. It's just you can't, so, ex- you can't expect people not to show up in droves.
3: It's after school, get, bring the kids.
2: <laughs> yeah. Bring the kids. Take like out of school. I don't know. I also don't like games that start at 10 o'clock Eastern time. So I really want this both ways. I want that every game to start at 7 Eastern.
3: I don't understand. This is, uh, this is one of your worst takes, Maggie. You're saying that... Somebody's got to stand up uh, for the you're Rays fans. Rays fans. 1919 was the last time it was under 20,000 for a playoff game.
2: I know. I saw. I don't think women had the right to vote then. Come a long <laughs> way, baby. <laughs> <laughs> a really long time. Really glad that law changed. Uh, good morning, Andrew Bogus. It's great to see you
6: in person. It, you guys look amazing in person. I know we're really, really um, stunningly okay, gorgeous. All right. Are you going
3: to tell anything true during this segment? <laughs> oh,
6: sit tight. We'll find out. Uh, headlines are sponsored by Progressive Insurance. Progressive makes bundling easy and affordable. You get a multi-policy discount by combining your motorcycle, RV, boat, ATV, and more. All your protections in one place. Bundle and save at progressive.com the miami marlins let down 99 of america last <laughs> night the 0-1 pitch swung on ripped down the left field line that's going to be a base hit for castellanos harper is
1: off to the races around second he's heading for third the helmet comes flying off they're going to wave him to the plate the relay home is not in time Wow. Harper scores from first as
6: Castellanos is in at third, and the Phillies take a four to one lead. Scott Fransky on Phillies Radio: The RBI double from Nick Castellanos capping off a four one win to start this best of three wild card series. Feel free to have your guys better prepared to play today. Marlins manager Skip Schumacher: I think they know what's at stake. Um, you know they know what what uh, tomorrow means, and uh, you know we're going to do the same thing we've always done: is go in game plan and and try to win. In, you know, and beat Nola tomorrow. Um, that's what we, do, we, do, we have always done, and I don't think that's going to change tomorrow. Yep, Aaron Nola pitches tonight for Philly after Zach Wheeler-Cade 8, working into the 7th for them last night. Bogus,
3: I just want to point out one thing. When Bryce Harper scored there on the Cassianos hit, he went through a stop sign. That's what winners do. <sighs> yeah.
6: Knocked his helmet off too, right?
3: Yeah, that's the kind of baseball. Out. If I played professional baseball, that's how. I, I would ignore the third-base coach, <laughs> yeah. knock the helmet off, have the hair flowing in the wind, and score. That's what winners do. And I understand this is killing you to do a Phillies win, but get used to it, buddy.
6: What yeah. a man. Well, I, I I will be honest here. I was going to defend you yesterday when you were talking about how much Bryce loves Philly and team chemistry, but Pete wouldn't put my mic on. He <laughs> want oh. <laughs> me to support you, yeah. but... You were actually right in so, that moment. Uh, honestly,
2: I feel like Bryce Harper rounds third base, gets to home, and then just goes and, like, humps the Liberty Bell. I mean, it's a little yeah. much.
3: No, it's amazing. He was wearing a Trey Turner T-shirt. Uh, the la- All week, he's been wearing Trey Turner T-shirts. I was going to wear an Andrew Bogus T-shirt to show solidarity <laughs> <Yes>. here. But <laughs> yeah, it
6: depends on how you do the Phillies reads. We're we'll actually
2: going to douse yeah. you with water every time you do a read. That's here. Yeah, yeah.
6: And I the would the absolutely suit. wear Philly fanatic cleats. I'm in on that. Right? <laughs> yes. I get it. Uh, the Diamondbacks took game one in Milwaukee 6-3 after spotting the Brewers the first three runs of that game. Catcher Gabriel Moreno hit the tie-breaking 425-foot homer in the fourth for Arizona. The Rays made four errors in front of those 19 fans to give game one <laughs> at the drop to the Rangers 4-zip. And the Twins won a playoff game for the first time in 19 years. And the 3-1 pitch, a swing to a fly ball, right center field deep, Springer back, he
1: will turn, back it goes, gone!
6: Twins! Courtesy of Twins Radio, Royce Lewis providing all the offense in a 3 1 decision over the Blue Jays. Minnesota's last postseason win was 2004. Their last postseason home win was 2002. They were playing in the Metrodome then, and Kent Herbeck was still their first baseman. <laughs> wow. Wait, can we do
2: oh. something today? We've got hours now uh, to, in front of us here with the show. Can everyone, if you can, find a picture of yourself from 2004?
3: Uh, ooh, but we didn't have cell phones to take a million
5: pictures, ooh, but I could yeah. try. Do
2: you I think could try. you have a photo on Facebook or something of yourself from 2004?
5: I might have started on Facebook in 2004. Okay. Actually, I think I do because
3: I met my wife in '05, and there's some early pictures of that. There
6: you but, go. By right, the you made that up about Ken Herbert. Yeah. <laughs> oh, okay. <laughs> <laughs> I was
3: going to say. Definitely playing in
6: the Metronome in 02, but he was not there for his baseball. <laughs> okay. Yeah. Probably Justin Moore, no, if memory serves. There the you rest, go. But, yeah. Metrodome jokes are always good. Uh, today's <laughs> schedule is yesterday's schedule with Game 2 in Tampa leading off at 3 Eastern. Uh, he might already be there. Maybe he's coming this morning. James Harden expected to join the Sixers at training camp in Colorado, but we don't know yet he'll actually step on the court with them. Whispers continue that Harden's plan is to make things so awkward and painful that Philly has to trade him to somebody for anything. Patriots. See <laughs> so you
2: can't all be good in Philly. <laughs> Are the Flyers good? I don't even. I haven't no, gotten them yet. They, they
3: had a bad year. So this Harden thing is going to be amazing to watch. I got Do to tell he you, carry
2: the cell phone in his pocket like Ben Simmons did, waiting for a trade.
3: Can yeah, that was again? great. I, I can't wait to see. It. I mean, Jimmy Butler, of course fights his way out of town. What is Harden going to do? Can he show up more overweight? What's his plan? It's
2: got to be pretty spectacular considering this is the third time he's attempting to pull something like this off in two years.
3: Can I suggest something uh, that we've seen in movies before? Show up with, uh, you know, Strippers on each arm, yeah. <laughs> maybe
2: uh, <laughs> no, I come like, in
3: from the night before.
2: This is kind of a thing. Like, you know, people hire like an airplane that has like the carrying a sign behind it. That's like fire so-and-so mm-hmm. or like, you know, uh, trade so-and-so. He should do the airplane. It's like trade me. Yeah. <laughs> just flying over Philly. Just circling. Daryl
6: Morey's a liar. Yeah, Flies right? <laughs> over the facility. <laughs> yes, <exactly. laughs> I don't know what you could specifically do, but I would like to live in a world where the Sixers couldn't get anything for trading him since they signed up for his nonsense in the first place. Well,
3: no, to be like, fair, they had to get rid of Ben Simmons, so But they didn't ben have to get
6: Then Sim- they to take back James Harden.
3: <laughs> well,
2: could have taken Tyrese Halbert. As oh,
3: bad as Harden Fox. Mm,
4: that there's no confirmation that that trade was actually on the table. I Sacramento really wanted James Harden, and they had their choice of Halliburton or Fox, and they shut, want. They, they can you shut off EJ's mic right now? I don't even <laughs> want to hear this. I got
3: bogus on the Phillies. I don't need to hear about trades I have no that didn't happen. Mike, <laughs> uh, yeah, no, I I think this Harden thing is gonna be really fun. Uh, because Harden doesn't help the Sixers win anything anyway. I don't care if he's there or not. But him
6: trying to fight his way out of town—it's gonna be awesome. It's gonna be spectacular. <laughs> And nobody should want him. But somebody clearly is going to take him and tell us that he'll be okay here. He's going to make the difference. I don't know.
3: Yeah, Maggie doesn't think that anyone is going to take him.
2: Well, because is he the value add? Like, at least when he was, you know, getting his way out of Houston, then getting his way out of Brooklyn, there were still, like, maybe redeeming value and qualities there. Now we've seen him. How many more playoff bed bleeps do we need from Harden? Like, which actual contender is going to want him on the floor in any kind of crunch time.
6: There's always one though. Right. Yeah. Uh, and what was Duran's line last week? You can't wiggle too many times or there, he had some line about like you causing too many problems. Eventually people stop paying attention. Yeah.
2: He's one to talk.
6: Well, <laughs> he, he knows he stopped at three. Yeah, right. <laughs> Four is where you can't go. Uh, the Patriots linebacker, Matthew Judon is having surgery today for Sunday's biceps injury. He reportedly missed two months. Deion Sanders expects Travis Hunter to miss at least two more games. That's Arizona State and Stanford. The out slash corner is still recovering from a lacerated liver. And there's soccer tonight in Chicago. The fire moved their game in Miami to Soldier Field. 61,000 fans bought tickets, but Messi continues to deal with a leg issue, so he might not play. So the team is doing something to get people to show up tonight no matter what season ticket holders getting a $250 credit towards their package for next season or single game ticket buyers get a $50 credit for another game on the schedule. Wow. So is that if Messi, no what.
3: if Messi does not show they it, get the no, credit it doesn't or matter. they already get the credit?
6: They just want you to go. So it, the credit's the credit. You get it whether he plays or not. They want to just make sure you are guarantee your attendance tonight.
2: Okay. Did they even have to go that far? I feel like if you're like, hey, everyone who comes tonight gets a free hot dog and a beer. I'd be like, all right, <laughs> and maybe a t-shirt.
3: But I can't imagine if you're in Chicago and you show up and there's no messy. That must be a disappointing
2: feeling. He hasn't feeling. played in weeks, right?
6: Yeah, he played like half a game trying to fight through whatever he's dealing and they, with. And then,
5: they probably don't want to lose the concessions either. That's why they're doing that.
3: Yeah, right, and okay. there's also a lot of bad feelings after the Justin Fields fiasco, uh, you know, that they blew that lead to the Broncos. So it's a tough time for Chicago sports fans.
6: And doing this probably is actually no true expense for them to yep. give credits for things. Yeah. Hot dogs and beer actually probably cost them. Very little. But So something, <laughs> yeah. this is nothing. This is just like, This is funny money. It's like, yeah, $250 left off $2,000 is nothing.
3: Right. It's an incentive to buy season tickets next year.
6: Yeah.
5: It's pretty smart. He's getting Matt Eberflus to be a vendor. (laughs) (laughs) It's
6: like,
2: is that Eberflus slinging hot dogs out of the uh, (laughs) (laughs) soccer game? (laughs) Yeah. He might be looking for work soon.
6: He should probably change venues, though. That's probably not a good spot for him.
2: It's like the only place in America where people might actually recognize him. No yeah, one I else say, knows what this guy looks like.
3: I have trouble. When you say Matt Eberflus slinging hot dogs, his face just has not popped in my mind. No. I've seen many pictures of him. He's a sort of generic-looking coach.
2: Honestly, he should, like, rob a bank or something. Like, what the guy looked like? Like, I don't know. Just yeah. kind of medium height, medium build. Could be anybody.
6: <laughs> he was one of the guys that the Kelsey brothers didn't know in that video last year when they were <laughs> going through the coach's picture from the like oh, annual yeah. meetings, and he didn't know who Eberflus was, because why would you? Yeah, and he's
2: gonna be gone soon. don't don't, don't even bother getting no, to know him.
6: Don't no, don't memorize his face. It's yeah. Fine. Is he the? Is there any
3: other coach who's less recognizable than Matt Eberflus? I
2: I mean, people probably don't know like Jonathan Gannon and Shane Steichen yet. Yeah, do they?
3: I always have. I, I think you think he's kind of a fox, but Kevin Stefanski doesn't really jump to my mind too. The Cleveland Browns, yeah, coach. kind
2: of a fox. I mean, he's kind of he's so generically good looking.
6: Ke- uh, Stefanski is no, he's a handsome guy. Yeah, he's not Matt Lafleur. Eh, I think that's a type thing. Uh, but the fans <laughs> got a little more burly DJ, EJ, put him. up
3: the poll. Who <laughs> would you rather? <laughs> Matt LaFleur gets a lot of attention. Not my thing. Oh, boy. All right. Here we go. Let's get the ranking out there.
5: <laughs> Mike McCarthy won. Yep.
2: <laughs> Mike, Mike. Listen, it's drop dead right there. He just he stops a room when you walk in. All heads turn.
6: Right. It's actually unfair to include him. He has his own list. Yeah. And then everybody else it's comes after. It's like
2: Garoppolo. It's like there's just so much room between him and the next guy.
3: Maggie's type is actually Brian Dayball.
2: So. Yeah. <laughs> when he was the offensive coordinator for the Bills. She yeah.
3: actually misses him so much as the offensive coordinator.
2: That's my guess. That she has
3: romantic feelings for him.
2: Actually, I, I don't. If the Bills keep playing like this, I'll, I'll pretend I never heard of him.
3: Yeah, <laughs> oh. yeah, yeah. that does, says a lot about you. Now you're into Ken Dorsey. I saw a heart <laughs> Ken <laughs> Dorsey
6: on your paper the other day.
2: He looks like a psychopath, and I think <laughs> behaves like one, but I'm cool with it.
6: Uh, you're two weeks away from here from people driving Dable back to Buffalo, it feels like. You know, I did one week.
2: He's got no home there anymore. Although he's from there, so I guess he could go stay at like a you know friend's house or something. He's gonna <laughs> crash it on a couch.
6: Uh, yes. I got nothing, guys. That's it. I'm done. Fantastic. It, I close with soccer. Uh, are we gonna hear a Phillies update every hour on the hour? I hope. I mean, the Phillies will be mentioned. I will not promise <laughs> sarcasm. I might do a couple straight Philly updates.
3: Were it's you a... actually rooting against them last night? I know you were.
6: Always. Okay. Yeah,
2: that's like an all the time thing.
6: Right. Like, I, it just hap It is a thing. Like, I don't have to, like, muster that or turn it on. It just exists.
2: Perloff thinks that, like, people outside of Philly like Philly sports. I'm like, this... I oh, love it. Love yeah, it. Yeah. Like, this is... It's 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 a little delusional. The funny thing is... It's like, people outside of Boston don't like Boston sports.
3: I feel like you hate the Phillies. Everyone in this room hates the Phillies. But you're more neutral towards the Eagles.
2: Eagles are fun. I do okay. like watching the Eagles. <laughs> yeah, there is something...
6: No, see, I see the Phillies to me are more fun than the Eagles. Like, I can't, I, I'll I want... never get
2: over Chase Utley. I don't like Chase Utley. I even liked other guys on that team, you know, like Ryan Howard and Jimmy Rollins. I do not like Utley. He's a totally dirty player, and it will always be forever tainted for me.
4: There's just a fake hustle aspect about everything that is involved with the Phillies that makes me never want to root for them. I don't feel that (laughs) with the Eagles. I feel like the Eagles are legit tough guys. Yeah, Legit guys you want to get a beer with. And I'm a Jets fan, so I have no Giants Eagles beef. So I
6: I root for the Eagles. Yeah,
3: Jalen Hurts seems like a nice guy. Uh, The head coach is a little crazy, but he's okay. Nick Sirianni.
6: I don't know. I would have taken Chase or Bryce Harper on my team in a heartbeat.
3: There you go, Bogus. Yeah.
6: It's hard to me. And baseball's my first love, and I love the Mets. I hate the Phillies with all of my being. And I do, because they're the Phillies— But part of the hate is they've had guys that I wanted to be on my team that weren't.
3: Yep. Who's the team that you guys all hated growing up? For us, it was the Dallas Cowboys. And I assumed a lot of people in the country either love the Cowboys or hate the Cowboys.
4: Pats. Pats, Pats, yeah.
3: yeah, my
6: era, you know. Oh, they're hated. You know, yeah. No, I mean, the Yankees. Fifth grade, they won the first Super Bowl, so. Yankees, yep. Yeah, I mean, I had Mariners and Cleveland Indians geared to root against the Yankees (laughs) because the Mets were terrible, so all I had to do was root against Against the Yankees winning World Series. You
3: know who I hated? Duke basketball. Yeah, Duke. The Bobby Hurley, Christian Leitner, Duke basketball. I'm sure they're nice guys. I could not stand <laughs> them. Leighton's
6: not.
2: Talk about Grant Hill as like the nicest person in America. You can't hate Grant Hill. Um, I was always not a big Notre Dame fan because yeah. everyone in my town loved Notre Dame. Um, and Cowboys were blowing out my bills in the Super Bowl. I've gotten over that. Patriots.
5: Patriots. Patriots. Yeah. Bra- Braves for me. I also
2: hate the Miami Dolphins. Oh. I hated them. Brian Cox came in and gave double birds mm. to the Bills fans. And oh, I was yeah. a child. I was like, this is this was the equivalent of someone just like burning down our house. I was like, how dare you? <laughs> I've never been more offended in my life.
3: You know, Bilotti had a good one, the Atlanta Braves. And that's a sign of respect because they are yeah. so good. They just won't go away.
5: Oh, they always win divisions. It's always the same type of system. and uh, You know, same type of players that they bring in, bringing someone from outside that didn't do well in a in location, and they all of a sudden excel as a Brave.
2: They got forty. How many forty home run guys are on the team right now? Oh, it's on, and they all signed, all signed for through like $4. 20, $40. I know. Why are they giving these hometown discounts to the Braves when the guys aren't half of them aren't even homegrown? Uh,
5: another outside team for me is the Maple Leafs, Tied-only mm. Maple Leafs, because oh. they they bother the Islanders. How a, can you hate ton. the Maple Leafs? They they are. Lovable losers.
2: No, but Ty Domi was Ty like Domi. was like punching oh, referees in the dirty,
5: face. John <laughs> Tavares too. Yeah, but
3: we were talking about the Patriots and Duke basketball. I think they really be hated. You have to win championships. That's, that's why. Tough. That's why nobody hates the current Dallas Cowboys. Ooh, oh, that was a dig. Oh on. yeah, you heard. People, me. Just,
6: People do hate them though. That's true. But it's a different hate. They're a non-threat. It's a different hate.
2: Jerry thinks that the NFC runs through the San Francisco 49ers. That's what Jones said. Bogish, thank you so much for that fantastic update. We'll see you next hour coming Banking up. Himself. We do have uh an answer to a question that has been plaguing one NFL team since the season started. We'll get to that. In just moments, it's Maggie and Perloff right here on CBS.
0: Worried about letting someone else pick out the perfect avocado for your perfect impress them on the third date guacamole? Well, good thing Instacart shoppers are as picky as you are. They find ripe avocados like it's their guac on the line. They are milk expiration date detectives. They bag eggs like the 12 precious pieces of cargo they are. So let Instacart shoppers overthink your groceries so that you can overthink
2: Sports Radio, don't move. Welcome back to Maggie and Perloff. New morning show here on CBS Sports Radio. Glad to have you along for the ride with us on our amazing CBS Sports Radio affiliates. If you want to watch the show, youtube.com slash CBS Sports Radio, where Perloff, are you going to bring in? You've secured the chili for Friday's bet. You're paying it off. You're going to eat Skyline chili with no hands. Yeah, Friday. I
3: guess so I got the chili Four cans of chili I don't know how much chili I need to put oh. in there uh, It goes over spaghetti traditionally And you put cheese I mean, the cheese Is where the danger comes in
2: Yeah, the danger I got sharp cheddar Sharp, <laughs> Yeah Something tells me You're going to be okay You're not eating, you know Broken glass
3: I was thinking about Something with the bet. So my hands have to go Behind my back, yeah. right? No hands Am I going to have to wear handcuffs or something? Are my hands going to be tied?
2: Handcuffs? This is getting weird. Um, (laughs) I think the honor system, can you not just keep your hands behind your back?
3: I don't know. What if if my hands just sort of instinctually fly to the chili?
2: (laughs) Float to the, uh, so you can start shoving it in with your bare hands. Yeah, I don't know
3: why. I was thinking this morning, I'm like, do we need handcuffs for this? That You're right. That is really weird.
2: I don't know if we want handcuffs just hanging around the studio either.
3: Bad
5: idea.
2: <laughs> it's like, what the hell's going on in that morning show? It's like, oh, we're a morning show slash uh, SM show. But, uh, S&M. <laughs> Listen, we oh we vowed to change things up here, uh, CBS <laughs> Portia. We're sh- we're shaking things up. They're never gonna know what hit them.
3: Maggie and Perloff show moving to the morning <laughs> now, and more S and M
4: more
2: leather and handcuffs.
4: Poll question: Should the handcuffs <laughs> be furry or just plain metal?
2: Yeah, right. <laughs> I gotta do like the poll question: Should Perloff have to wear handcuffs? We could also maybe you know how. Um, you can order, like, a stripper, like, comes dressed as a cop. Whoa, wait, <laughs> you know, what? They call him, like, dressed as a police officer. and they, Yeah, I'm aware. Yeah, I'm... <laughs> put the handcuffs on the bachelorette. I don't know. I've never done that, but I've heard.
3: Oh, yeah, right. You've been to a million bachelorette parties.
2: Yeah, but I've never been to ones... Uh, I. I mine wasn't like that and I've never been to a bachelorette party. I've been to one that it was like at a drag show type of thing. Okay. So that was kind of fun, but not where like ding dong, it's the delivery guy. Like I've never we I've never been to one of those.
3: Yeah, I mean, EJ obviously, we know how you pay for college. <laughs> being one of those guys.
4: Yeah. <laughs> no, I've never I've, I haven't been to one either. Oh no, I mean, it, oh, oh, I that's how that's how I was getting through Yeah, time. I <laughs> mean, listen, you clearly have we the skills. Well, pay the bills somewhere. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> Uh, oh no! Oh yeah, okay. this body is definitely made for that, that kind of that kind of
3: action.
5: <laughs> put it on, put it on. Um, what
3: if right. you ordered? A, ordered Here's... a male stripper for a bachelor party, and I showed up at your door.
2: <laughs> I'm like, no, really? Where's the pizza? Excuse me. <laughs>
4: Is anyone into
3: the middle-aged professor look? (laughs) It's kind of
2: like that great episode of The Office where Benjamin Franklin comes and they all think that he's a stripper, but it's really just a Ben Franklin impersonator. (laughs) Solid episode of television. Um, All right, Pittsburgh Steelers, they feel like they've maybe figured out, at least Mike Tomlin has, figured out what's the problem here. They get blown out by the Houston Texans, and clearly changes have to be made. So Tomlin says, no, they're not going to fire Matt Canada, the offensive coordinator. They are not going to be changing quarterbacks, even though Kenny Pickett has a knee injury. But I think it looks like it's trending that he he could be playing. No, it's more padded practices. Mm. Yeah, that's what's missing here. The physicality from the Steelers practices is what's going to finally right the ship here for Pittsburgh.
3: Now he is aware that the offense did not get over the fifty-yard line the entire first half <laughs> against the Houston Texans. Yeah. He is aware that every play is practically a disaster. This is so obviously a play-calling situation. Pat
5: practices, Maggie.
2: I don't know how this is really going to change things. EJ, you said this sounds like an old Coach K move.
4: Yeah, this this feels very college basketball. It's like, yeah. all right, guys, get on the baseline. You know, it's like a Coach <laughs> Carter thing. It's like, what? Like this is the NFL, okay? Yeah. It's not. These guys are trained professionals. They know how to tackle it's not about physicality it's about they're not executing what they need to do
2: let's hear from Mike Tomlin uh Pete how about cut 11 asked by a reporter if the team has lost their commitment
0: as you think about the the lack of physicality do you think there's something that played beyond just hey we didn't practice in pads this weekend are you concerned about your players commitment to the process no what, what gives you that confidence I work with them every day
7: um it's my job to have a pulse of the group and you know, in the midst of that game, I'm standing on the sideline saying we're practicing in pass next Wednesday.
2: All right. Um listen, Coach Tomlin knows more football than we yeah. ever will. He does have the pulse of his team. Maybe this changes. I, I just don't see how they're gonna like be able to really implement the offensive changes they need Pearl off before this game against the Ravens. You think if Kenny Pickett is gonna be hampered or even if they go to Trubisky they're going to have to rely more on the run game. Well, congratulations. You're facing the Ravens who have a top five rushing defense, like nothing they can change. I don't think matches up. I'm not saying they can't win the game, but there's not going to be like an obvious X's and O's change. I think that they can make here.
3: You know, we were all into George Pickens, the second year wide receiver. Turns out he has the lowest contested catch rate in the NFL. He's been a bit of a disappointment. Here's what's happening with the physicality. In my opinion, actually I heard Boomer Siason talking about this on the CBS show on Sunday. Once the offense slows down, the defense eventually gets discouraged, and it's hard to fly around all game and keep your energy up when you see the offense going three and out, three and out, three and out. You get
2: tired, I think. You get worn out, right?
3: I I think it's more of an emotional drain. Hmm. I I think that the two units work together, and that that defense can be awesome. Uh, And you think also of the great Tomlin teams. I understand where he won Super Bowls. With guys like James Harrison. You know, he wants the heart. That's his style of football.
2: Yeah, but James Harrison would be in jail if he did half the stuff that he did back then. <laughs> well, th-
3: th- I think there is a real question is Mike Tomlin adjusted to the new game? Listen, the guys who are winning Super Bowls now are Sean McVay and Andy Reid with the Chiefs. It's more of an offensive game. Tomlin's going old school, kind of zagging when everyone's zigging or zigging when everyone's zagging. But Tomlin, his offense is not a modern offense. Uh, it's not, to me, it's not Kenny Pickett at all. I'm putting this 100% on Matt Canada. Kenny Pickett's not that bad, Maggie. I mean, he, he was good at the end of last year. Then he comes out this year, and they just can't get a first down.
2: He has a bone bruise, but he is going to be practicing this week. So, again, trending towards playing. But I don't know if a hampered Kenny Pickett. You might not think it's his fault. I don't think he's played particularly well. But a less than 100% or a 75% Kenny Pickett, you're a sitting duck there for the Ravens. Even for a Ravens team that's battling all types of injuries, more of them in the secondary than, like, up front. But still, like, what are you asking from your quarterback here? I think it could end up getting worse here for the Steelers before it gets better. And then for the Steelers' defense, you know you got T.J. Watt. You know you have guys who can get to the quarterback. But on the back end of that defense, I mean, they lost one of their big corners this offseason. You're trying to fill in with Patrick Peterson, who's in his mid-30s. And listen, I know from he was a longtime Buffalo Bill, Levi Wallace can be a bit of a liability in the secondary too. So I don't know what they're going to do.
3: Yeah, you know, it's funny the last three times they faced the Ravens. I think I think it's three. They've not seen Lamar because it's been Ty Huntley, because they've they usually get them scheduled at the end of the season when Lamar's been hurt. So, Lamar Jackson is going to be really interesting here because he's still getting used to the new offense. We disagree a little bit. I don't think the Ravens have really looked like they know what they're doing on offense yet. They've been a little They've had
2: tons of injuries too. Yeah,
3: they they've been a little spotty. I don't think we know the Ravens. I'm not sure that that offense is going to explode against the Steelers because the Steelers do have a good defense. They probably know what Lamar Jackson's tricks are. So I I don't think this game, even if if Pickett can't move, I feel like the Steelers get up for a divisional opponent, a big rival, right? Oh, definitely. This is not going to... I understand where So Tom was trying to get fired up and be like, listen, you better hit against the Ravens because if you come in with any less energy, that team's going to run all over you.
2: This also is a bit historic, between the two coaches mike tomlin and john harbaugh this will be the 34th meeting between those two coaches that's the second most in the history of the nfl only george hallis and curly lambo met more times here is mike tomlin on what makes that steelers-ravens rivalry so great
7: there's some things that are Baltimore, just like there's some things that are pittsburgh and i think that's one of the things that that makes this rivalry what it is and why the games always unfold in the manner in which they unfold usually in terms of in terms of them being tough and competitive and close and entertaining, and so um, with all those things being said, man, we're working uh, with an edge as we prepare today.
2: There you go.
3: Two pretty good coaches.
2: Two really good coaches, yeah. and ones that, you know, in this modern day, besides Belichick, who has six Super Bowls and, you know, got the keys to the kingdom in New England, you just don't see it very often where franchises are this patient. We know the Steelers are notoriously patient, but the Ravens have been too with Harbaugh. Nowadays, how, what's the average length of a, of a head coach? Like three years?
3: <sighs> if that. So we could get into this next hour, but eyeballing it. Yeah. If I say Mike Tomlin and I say John Harbaugh, Hall of Famer. Just your instant reaction. You know it when you see it.
2: Okay, my instant reaction is yes, but my instant reaction to Mike Holmgren is Hall of Famer and he's not in. My instant reaction to like Dan Reeves and George Seifert would have been yes, and those guys aren't in. So, George,
3: Dan Reeves and George Seifert. I'm just
2: saying, like guys who have been Super Bowl winning head coaches, it's so hard in, yeah. in Canton to get these coaches in.
3: Mike Holmgren, though, he's, you know, sort of launched the career of a thousand guys. I know. I, I would even think Mike Holmgren's mustache would be in the Hall of Fame.
2: <laughs> it should be. It should be have a wing.
3: I, I'll i share these stats next hour, but Tomlin and Harbaugh are moving up quickly on the all-time win list. I think their resumes are going to be uh, definite Hall of Fame. Okay,
2: here's yeah. the thing, though. They are both coaching in an era where I don't think either of them has ever been considered the best coach in the NFL
3: so what you can't? Multiple coaches are going to get in. Belichick's been there the whole time. That's she, what I'm saying. I, so that doesn't mean no coach from his era can be in the Hall of Fame.
2: It doesn't, but it's kind of funny when you're thinking: Are they slammed on Hall of Famers? Well, were they ever the greatest head coach at any certain time in the NFL? I don't know if I can say that.
3: It's the NFL Hall of Fame. It's not baseball. A lot of guys get in, Maggie.
2: <laughs> so much more to get to, including uh, around here on Wednesdays we do a great debate series. We'll tell you what it is and got a hint. Has to do with one of the biggest stories in sports right now. Don't move, Maggie and Pearl off CBS Sports Radio.
1: T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network, from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours. And great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus AT&T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today. It's